it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my NBA podcast where I talk to friends of mine around the country about all things NBA hoops. We do some deep dives, some drafts, talk, some news and notes, and playoff basketball from around the league. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, tweet at me at onthelinepod. underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Send me any of your NBA questions to onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Uh, last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts, I greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. Playoff basketball is here. Mercifully, the regular season is over. Uh, couldn't be more excited about it. Ben Craw and I wanted to do a fun little draft for you. Obviously, the NBA draft lottery is now one month away. That'll be on Tuesday, May 14th. Everyone is clamoring for the right to draft Zion Williamson. So Ben and I thought it would be fun to do a draft of the most fun possible Zion Williamson destination landing spot. So uh, here is that draft. Also, in a very uh, exciting bit of news, Ben is going to be joining me as co-host throughout the entirety of the 2019 NBA playoff run. Uh, I could not be more excited. Ben is just the freaking best person to talk hoops with. Um, So I am really, really, really thrilled um, to have him on the show. So get used to Ben's voice. You'll be hearing us together for uh, the next, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. So um, here it is. Enjoy the one, the only Ben Craw in our Zion Williamson draft. All right. Uh, we are back on the line. I am here with my co-host for the 2019 NBA playoff run, Ben Crab. BC, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I uh, am doing great. Um, somehow, I still have this cold that I that I had, right. Um, right. you know, days ago uh, mm-hmm. when we last recorded. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I'm still uh, going strong here in my executive suite basement uh, in Philadelphia. <laughs> And uh, yeah, ready for some some more NBA action. So Ben, the NBA draft lottery occurs on Tuesday, May 14th. So a little bit uh, over, uh, like basically like a month from now. And um, I thought it would be fun for us to have a conversation, a draft about the future destination of Zion Williamson, the number one prep to pro prospect in the country. Um, I thought it would be fun to draft the best, most fun possible destination for Zion. A draft-centric draft. Yes, that's right. That's right. As you pointed out, what's really fun about this draft is we are drafting something that will actually happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to to not draft something that's like you know theoretical, just a, a, right? Theoretical or that happened years ago. This is actually one of these things that we draft um, will will come to fruition, and that's so fun. Let's just hop into it, Ben. Uh, you had the first overall pick in the slam dunk contest draft back in February. Right, that was our last one. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm to I will be on the. It's been clock. a while. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been about a couple of months. Hmm. So uh, since we had Nate. So uh, I am on the clock with the first overall destination for Zion Williamson in our uh, Zion draft. Here we go, baby. What do we got? What do we got? Okay, so. You are on the um, clock. Without further ado, it is my distinct honor and pleasure with the first overall pick in the Zion Williamson destination draft to select the New York Knicks. Yes. (laughs) So... um, Here's my case for Zion going to the Knicks as the most possible fun destination. So homerism aside, 
Um, the Knicks are the best possible landing spot for Zion because of Madison Square Garden. And, you know, Ben, it's, 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 it's really hard to put into words, you know, the untapped potential, right, that exists, that has laid dormant now and has wasted away for years and years, seasons upon seasons at the Mecca, the world's most famous arena, Four Penn Plaza, the Garden, MSG. Um, it's, it's been ages since there's been a meaningful, meaningful basketball game in that arena. Yeah, and I feel like the last one might have been like the Big East Championship in I can think of a handful of moments, you know, whether it was LJ hitting the four-point play. 11 and 9, 10 seconds to go. Ward with a pass tip, but handled by Johnson. Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three, and he's good, and he's fouled, it counts, and he is fouled. Larry Johnson looking for the lead. The free throw is good. A four-point play by Larry Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, like now we're talking like what twenty years ago, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this that is would be this 20 is years. like nothing in. Let's be real, nothing in the Carmelo Anthony era mattered. There was never um, nothing very famous has happened in the world's most famous arena yeah. outside of opposing players dropping sixty points on the Knicks, right? And 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 I think a bigger thing about the Knicks the last twenty years is you know even even when we had Carmelo who's a wonderful player you know he's going to be a Hall of Famer there was never ever the sense that with this guy we could win a championship yeah and and I, and I think that's the distinction with Zion what Zion really represents is hope you know like there is a hope for the Knicks to chase a title with Zion on the team and yes. we have not had hope since we were kids if we're honest Ben like that yeah that Children. potential has not existed and yeah. Zion Zion changes all of that now I mean not immediately of course right like certainly Zion is not gonna bring the Knicks a championship by himself but Zion put you know with Zion and some young developing players um, they won't be ready to make a, a title run in the next year or so, but yeah. the hope, the hype, the energy of the Garden would be off the charts. So I want I want to build my case for Zion and the Knicks. Firstly and foremost, around the Garden, just the energy in the arena, like it would, you know, I I, I think the Knicks are potentially the most starved fan base in the NBA. You know, and and maybe all probably of per- true. All maybe all of professional sports. You know, if yeah, there's, I, might, I might agree with that. If there's actually. a team more desperate, if there's a team more hungry, if there's a team more deserving of a title, email me at onthelinepodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and make your case. I'm all ears. I would love to be wrong, but I do feel like the Knicks might be the most desperate, hungry fan base in professional sports. I so, would say that they are the most desperate and hungry, crossed with like the with like the richest sort of history dire. and appreciation, dude, um, for the sports. Because yep. like like plenty of like you know pre uh, 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers, like the Cavs, you know, or the city of Cleveland was was a desperate sports city. Absolutely, but basketball wise, no one was like. Oh man, the Cavaliers really deserve a you know they they need to be good because of you know their history and and how important basketball is to like yep. that city like no like the Cavaliers you know whatever like they were like um just like not a very frankly like important or relevant team no. 
no. the New York Knicks, like not to be, uh, you know, Dude. sort of New York centric and, and, um, and, um, you know, all, all uh, superior about it, but, uh, but yeah, the Knicks fucking deserve to be good. I mean, let's have a it's conversation here. It's it, it's actually not about New York, and you know we're New York we're New Yorkers and we're Knicks fans. But it's really like we're talking about legacy franchises. Like it's no disrespect to to Cleveland and the Cavs. Yeah, but one like, of the original you, eight. You right? and I can talk about like who are the legacy professional sports teams. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers, the Celtics, yeah. the Knicks. You know, in baseball, I think of like. I really think of like the Yankees, the the Brooklyn Dodgers relocated to Los Angeles, so that that to me doesn't really even count anymore. Um, right? You know, in in football, who is it? It's it, it's like basically the Dallas the Cowboys, New York Giants, the New York yeah. Giants, right? Like the, the Steelers, the, I guess. I don't yeah, know, the like... Steelers, right? Like the the organizations, the Green Bay Packers that have yeah. had like this like great rich history in basketball. I would say it's like the Lakers, it's the Celtics. You know, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls ha- ha- were very significant. I don't know yeah. if you can make quite the case that you know about Chicago, but. For for the Knicks, they are right in that conversation in terms of legacy teams, and yeah. So my case for Zion and the Knicks begins and ends with with Broadway. He's instantly a legend. He's the most significant player drafted to a franchise since LeBron James put the Cavs on the map in terms of NBA consciousness. I yeah. mean, this is this is bigger than the Yankees landing a Rod. I mean, I think it's honestly up there with like. The Dallas Cowboys getting Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. You know what I yeah. mean? We're talking about one of the most important professional sports franchises that has been mired in hopelessness, landing hope. And yeah. it would set the fan base on fire. It would just um, be so insane and so fun to see, like, I mean, it would be a circus. It would be a complete media clusterfuck, but, like, whatever. Like, I, I, you know, and who knows if the, obviously, like, we've talked for a while now and we haven't mentioned, like, the basketball fit. Um, it really is kind of beside the point. That's just the cultural stuff. That's just yeah. kind of, like, the off-court sort of uh, narrative stuff for Zion yeah. and New York. Then there's the on-court basketball conversation that we can have. So can I can... ask you a quick question? Sure. Not sorry to interject, yeah. but, um, but pertaining to the basketball question, I think an important kind of exercise when we do the, as we do this draft is to ask ourselves, what do we as fans want to see? Like, what do we want out of Zion? Like, what he is ultimately an entertainment product, and what do we want out of that product? Why don't you start off? I'm curious where you begin with that with that question. Well, I would say we want dunks, right? Yes, we want dunks. Yep. We want big, monster, high-flying dunks. Do we want alley-oops, specifically? We want alley-oops. We want 360s. Like, mm. I, I, I want hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. Now, do we I, also do we also want blocks? I want proud defense. I want blocks. Yeah. I want swatted shots. We want like sky high blocks, right? My wet dream for Zion here is basically. <laughs> so we're at the Garden playing, you know, the the Celtics or the Miami Heat or some sort of sure. like fierce rival. Zion either swats away a block or or honestly gets a steal mm. on the breakaway. He's running full court. Open court does a 360 Ooh. windmill, hammers Ooh. it home, and the mm-hmm. garden is, bana- you just know, like explodes. just blows the roof off. Yeah. 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 So, um, in terms of what we want from Zion, I would say I'm looking for dunks. I'm looking for proud, hustling defense. 
Right. Um, I'm looking for energy. I mean, that's the thing about Zion. Right. That's he, the thing. We want we want his play and his style of play, but we also want the energy and the reaction that that is sort of you know that, that goes along with that. Yes. We want like the fucking like hype. I did a podcast uh, on Zion with my friend Ryder a few weeks ago, and one of the uh-huh. things we talked about like what are his best attributes, and for me, I mean like. You can talk about X, Y, and Z. For me, it's really his energy. And I, I know yeah. that maybe sounds like a kind of a basic thing. It's like, yeah. is he really, a, are we just really talking about a generational player who has like exceptional energy? And it sounds like a simplistic thing, but it really is like his commitment to every moment of the game, winning every moment of the game. And yeah. I think in New York City, that would translate like, Again, like we we haven't seen that player. Like we right. we we haven't seen a player with of his talent with his energy and commitment. You know, yeah, ever. Um, right. Like when I think of him and like what he can do on a basketball court, it's like sure, it's like the dunks and the blocks and the passes and whatever he does. But then it's also like his celebratory tactics. Yes. And when I think about him, what he elicits, like, dunking on someone and then like cocking his head back and like screaming to the top yep. of whatever arena yep. he's in. Okay. Oh, are you serious? Do we want to see that in Cleveland or do we want to see that in New York? Broadway. Like screaming yeah. to the top of Madison Square Garden and feeding off of the reaction of 19,000 New Yorkers screaming back at him. Steal by Williamson. Oh! Like that to me is the entertainment product that is like, that like trumps everything else. It's eighty-two games of must-see TV. You know what yeah. I mean? And and yeah. and the and the, and the forty-one home games that they play in the Garden are you can't get a you can't buy a ticket to that. Like that that's yeah. that's a ticket that just you no one can afford that ticket. Yeah. Um. So it would be bananas. We should talk quickly about the on-court basketball stuff in terms of mm-hmm. why Zion would be a great fit, separate from the cultural significance of it all. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for me, like, what could be more exciting than pairing Zion at the four with Mitchell Robinson at I know, the five? I know, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, Mitch is like a guy. Uh, Mitch is a guy. He was like, on your fantasy team. This is a guy just, you salivate when you just think of dunks this guy. and blocks just all day long. Like that's all we're gonna get. Just like crazy fucking highlight reel plays with, with Zion at the four and Mitch on at the both five. Ends of the court. This is elite shot blocking. This is an elite shot blocking front court. They are devastating in transition they play above the rim and then think of the young nucleus around them so it's zion mitch kevin knox alonzo trier damian dotson dennis mm-hmm. smith jr who knows maybe they can bring i get a frank can i get back. a kadeem a kadeem allen i'd love a kadeem allen to be around maybe yeah. mario agrees to another one-year deal we'll oh see. my god yeah if only if only now of course the enormous pink elephant in the room that we haven't even mentioned here is that the Knicks are also projected to have as much as $72 million in available cap space this summer. Correct. So should they wish, the Knicks could potentially sign two maximum level salary free agents. Ben, I don't know. Is there anyone anyone good available? Any any names come to mind? You know, I've heard that it's like not that exciting a free agent class this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's like a couple guys. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Do do we know what uh, JJ Reddick's contract status is? <laughs> I believe Reddick is a free agent. Is he a free agent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's someone I would target. If you know I what? I actually have a list here, Ben. So we have. Um, I don't know if you've heard of any of these guys. So we have Kevin Durant. 
Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Demarcus oh, Cousins, right. yeah, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Vucevic, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Nikola Mirotic, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marcus Saul, Julius Randle, Al Horford all have player options. So mm. the Knicks could potentially improve the rostered talent around Zion really, really fast. Yeah, so pretty I, dramatically. I, I think the sky is the limit if uh, if he were to wind up on the Knicks. So uh, my first overall selection is the New York Knicks. Ben, you are on the clock. This is the second overall pick of the first round. Yeah, it's a great pick. I, um, I, it's funny because I, I wasn't sure I'd forgotten who had the first pick, and I was like, if I have the first pick, where, where am I going to go? Yep. And obviously, as a fan, I, I tend towards the Knicks, but I kept going back and forth between them and, um, and then my, uh, the pick that I'm about to make, which yeah. is probably a better basketball fit. Yep. And I was kind of torn until we just went through that I whole was exercise. Torn too, and I and I realized that like ultimately like right as a basketball fan like that argument of like the the energy and the hype surrounding it is like actually trumps all basketball arguments. Yeah. Um, but since there is no other possible situation. Um, that could rival New York uh, from like a, a, a hype and energy and excitement standpoint. Uh, with my first pick, I will go with um, the most exciting basketball on court argument, and to me, that is the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. Um, which is a pretty consensus. You know, like yep. they have probably like a, of all the lottery teams, the best uh, young core. Well, I mean, it's between sort of them and Dallas, I suppose. Um, but between Trey Young and John Collins, like when I want to, when I when I think of Zion like running up and down a court, um, catching lob passes, and 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 just like getting like dimed up, you know, from half court or whatever. I want Trey Young to be the guy on the other side of those of those crazy plays, um, because uh, as he has clearly shown uh, over the course of the second half of the of the season, he's just like incredibly like gifted and 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 just has such a flair for uh you know just dramatics and and just incredible um pinpoint dimes and i feel like him and zion together would be so much fun and then on top of that to have like john collins flying around at the same time like that would just be like it would be like the new lob city And Atlanta is like a very another sort of thing that I thought about um, for this draft is like, you know, what do we want to see as fans, but also like what sort of values do we want to reward? Yes. You know, who who do we think deserves this uh, this absolute gift of a player? Um, and um, you know, obviously, there's teams that you and I personally dislike because of um, you know rivalries and stuff. Uh, and the Hawks are in, you know, the, the the same division as the Knicks and whatever. Um, and in the 90s and stuff, they had some rivalries. But whatever, like, they're not, like, a serious threat. Like, I have no ill will towards um, the Hawks. I think Atlanta's a very cool city. Um, I think that he would be, like, pretty awesome there. Like, outside of New York, I kind of feel like it's one of the more fun places that he could, um, that he could really make his name. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just think that Atlanta would be, you know, it's the best basketball argument and, like, still a pretty strong uh, kind of off-court cultural yeah. uh, argument and, like, the hype and the excitement of, of you know, probably the, the runner-up rookie of the year and Trey Young. I mean, um, I, it's, a, it's an incredible fit. 
And yeah. I mean, my my mind starts salivating when I imagine Zion playing alongside Trey and uh, John Collins. I mean, so the Hawks. <laughs> I like that your I like that your mind starts salivating. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just it's just that's really extraordinary. Yeah, it's like I could spontaneously combust. The Hawks mm-hmm. play at the fastest pace in the NBA. And yeah, Zion, that's what I want to see. I want to see him flying up and down the court. Zion is basically a Mack truck with like the blazing speed of a Ferrari. Yeah. And so yeah. like Trey to Zion instantly becomes must watch TV, right? Yeah. Um, Trey is this jitterbug type passer. He's got rocket launcher distance so fun. in terms so of fun. His, his shooting from deep. He might yeah. be the, you know, the uh, I mean, he might be the best possible Compliment in terms of uh, available players for Zion. If we're if yeah. we're being totally honest, and I mean the biggest argument against the Knicks when I was thinking about that as a choice is just that they simply don't have a good point guard. Like we can whatever argue about uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and and you know Isozo and Nilakina who may or may not be on the team, but like the fact is like they don't have someone who's going to be able to throw pinpoint passes to Zion Williamson. They just don't. Maybe they will someday, uh, you know, through free agency, but but right now they don't, and that does you know that concerns me a little bit because ultimately. Like I want him to be catching sick passes. And the 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 other I think the other component here that needs to be mentioned is you know Zion has this incredible draft profile, but if there is one concern there, if there's one area of improvement for him, it's his lack of a jump shot. I guess you would saw would call it or his like his improving jump shot. Right. 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 Trey Young and and Kevin Herter instantly assuage Oh, I forgot all about Herder. Right? Oh, my so, goodness. So, yeah. I mean... Spreading the floor with Herder, yeah. So, let's talk about Kevin Herder for a sec. So... I'd be Kevin, happy to. Kevin Herder is a guy the Hawks selected with the 19th overall pick last year at a Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin Herder shot 39% from three in his rookie year behind only Landry Shamit in terms of volume and efficiency among rookies. Yeah. But furthermore, like Trey Young... You know, Herter stretches defenses more than your usual sharpshooter. Herter hit 31 of 75 threes from 27 to 40 feet. And that, that's, that's a league best 41%. He is yeah. 41% from as deep as possible, meaning he is, he is better than Bradley Beal. He's better than J.J. Redick. He's better than Kyle Lowry, better than Korver, better than Curry better than Clay Thompson. We are talking about a rookie. So this is like the ideal guy uh, in terms of, of Herter and Trey Young. These are the ideal guys that you want to pair with Zion because suddenly Zion's lack of a you know, jump shot, his lack of a three-point shot or improving jump shot is less and less of a concern. Trey and Herter forces defense to, to stay honest, right? And he creates this incredible spacing situation on the floor with Zion rolling to the rim. He's also a pretty great passer in his own right. Like Herter's like, you know, he's, he's he doesn't have the volume, man. but yeah. I mean, he averaged three three assists a game. Um, got a, Yeah, got a great handle. Yeah. And then yeah, we it'd, should be, prob- it'd be super fun. We should also mention John Collins too, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so I obviously mean, there's some positional overlap with Collins and Zion, you know, yeah, Collins. But it, he could easily play five. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Collins is, in essence, a small ball five. He's six yeah. foot ten. Which also Zion could be. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't think of that as a problem, you know. No, like no, no. Not at all. I mean, stylistically, Collins 
plays kind of big. Um, he right, he, but he's he, also got three point range like crazy. That's like, right. He he can stretch out defenses as well. That's right. Um, and this is a yeah. guy. You know, he came out of the the 2017 draft class, John Collins, and he really hasn't had the same sort of hype as guys like Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons, you know, his Ben right. Simmons rookie year and Jason Tatum and, and all the guys who've played on winning teams. Collins has kind of flown beneath the radar a bit, but he's a That's stud, correct. man. I but mean, as he, someone who had John Collins also on his fantasy basketball team, I can tell you firsthand that dude is nasty. Dude, freakish. Freakish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he likes crazy Zion. athleticism, likes offensive Zion. offensive rebounding, yep. um, high energy pick and roll finisher. I mean, in his in his sophomore campaign this year, you know, you had him in fantasy. He's almost twenty and ten on a on a daily on a daily basis with like I think it was like fifty six percent from the field, hitting threes around thirty five percent. Seventy he just finishes around the room, the dude, rim, seventy five percent from the line. So, Crazy good hands, yeah. just like grabs everything, finishes everything. The Hawks yeah. are a really <clears throat> up and coming team, and I think with their combo of playmakers shooters athletes it's an ideal destination for zion yeah uh, who can play both you know the four and some small ball five yeah absolutely all right first pick moving on i love it i love it all right with uh, the third overall pick in round two team cw is very proud and feels oh, very fortunate to be able to select oh wow the memphis grizzlies oh wow so Dark Zion, Memphis. Uh, the sell here for me is pairing Zion with Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, and I think Zion. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have. I have. I, I like didn't prepare much for this. <clears throat> excuse me for this draft. Um, I had a, a pretty busy week at work, but I did write down a few notes. Yep. And next to Memphis, I simply have the words. Zion plus JJJ yes. equals defensive wet dream. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest selling point to me. I, Zion and Triple J could be a front court like we've never seen. You know, yeah. like, granted, neither, again, say a little bit the same thing with Atlanta. Neither guy is necessarily a true center. Uh, I sure Jackson, feel like JJJ is going to transition into, into a five. I think that's his best position. I agree. He is probably a bit closer to a center than Zion. I mean, he mm-hmm. stands six foot 11. Um, and together, they are potentially an elite rim protecting tandem. Um and offensively, they thrive. I mean, Jaron mm-hmm. Jackson Jr. averaged almost 36% from three in his rookie campaign. Also a great floor stretcher, yeah. Yep. He shot 41% uh, on above the break threes. 41% on above the break threes, meaning three shot from anywhere but the corners. So mm-hmm. you want Jaron Jackson top of the key at one of the, at one of the elbows, right? Um, and as can't he leave get, him alone, can't pack the paint against exactly. Zion with him on the floor. Exactly. Yep. And as he gets more confident, that's a number that's just going to keep growing and growing. So with Jackson stretching, you know, the shooting space, Zion could, you know, absolutely thrive, slashing to the rim, receiving alley oops. Um, now, obviously, Memphis needs to still kind of figure out what's happening with the rest of their roster. It's, right. The it's, question there is who's going to be playing point guard because exactly. Mike Conley is pretty much guaranteed not to be on that team. Yeah, next year. I, I think it's entirely possible that Mike Conley gets traded in the offseason. But you know yeah. what? That could be great for Zion. You know, it's yeah. a young. Who knows hung, who they bring in? It's, yeah. a, it's a young, hungry team. Uh, maybe they hand the keys to DeLon Wright. He showed like a lot of potential. Love DeLon Wright. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. And so I think. 
to be honest with you, like Memphis could be a great landing spot if only just because they're a rebuilding team. So we sort of temper expectations a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, clean sudden, slate though. Like he gets the keys to the castle. Clean slate. It's his team. There isn't this pressure. and ter- Like, you know, if he goes to the Knicks, there's going to be a lot of pressure for him to get the team to the playoffs immediately. For sure. yeah, if he's yeah. in Memphis or even a team like Atlanta, it's a bit of a different situation in terms of pressure. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, last, I, w- I want to say Memphis is just an incredible town. Ben, you know, we think grit and grind. I mean, yeah. Zion and JJ. That's a team that deserve, they deserve to have, to have something to, to root for, you they know? They could like, totally be. Again, talk, talking about this, like, who deserves it, like, that team deserves it. Yes. I mean, Zion and JJJ could be the heir apparent to the legacy of Zebo. Conley and Gasol, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and you think Memphis? We're thinking incredible music. We got barbecue. I mean, I think it's it would just be a fantastic landing spot. They have a great young core, great nucleus. Can we talk a little bit about the the uh, crossover between Zion's uh, body type and the animal, the grizzly? <laughs> I I mean. You know this is a favorite talking point for me. So uh, for me, it's very important if you are on the Memphis Grizzlies that in some way you resemble a grizzly bear. Yeah, you have some grizzly-like qualities. And I and for me, Zion is one of the most grizzly-looking dudes that you could you know you could possibly draft. Yeah, um, very there's fierce. What is it about him that is few, so grizzly-like? There's few NBA players that mm-hmm. I would probably like put like at least some money on for having like a fair like a fair chance of surviving a fight with a actual grizzly bear yeah and zion is definitely one of those guys like i think he could actually wrestle a grown bear no doubt for me a lot of it is the hair it's the flat top there is like a jagged spikiness to his flat top that to me is mm-hmm. very grizzly like he, yeah. he he's ferocious like a he bear. also already has a z in and shaved into the side of his head great it's, um, I, so I mean, that, I love he's that got, works with he's the grizz. Kinda, his physique is kind of barrel chested, right? Very bear like, extremely um, large and thick shoulders and, and, he has, and arms. He has the yeah. long claws, obviously. He loves yeah, yeah, swatting yeah. things out of the air, basketballs. Yeah. He he yells uh, frequently, much, much like, like a, bear. a bear, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, this I think makes so much sense. He would be a, an incredible fit on this team of bears. And uh, we would love for him to, yeah, maybe wind up in Memphis. I love it. Wild so, car pick. Was not expecting that out of nowhere, but what a great pick. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Wow. You are wow. up uh, in round two with a fourth overall pick. Uh, whenever you're ready, Team BC. All right. So I'm going to go um, back to uh, a, a bit of a, a hometown bias. Um, now, not my original hometown, or or you know, not original, but uh, but hometown oh, wow. of the past twenty years, which is New York. But my current hometown. Oh my! God. Now, to be clear, there is only a one percent chance of this happening. But if the Sacramento Kings somehow land the first pick in the NBA draft lottery, that pick goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Due to the Markel Fultz draft day trade, um, you know, back in 2016 or 17, whenever that was. So that pick goes to the Celtics if it's um, not number one. But if it's actually number one, it goes to the 76ers. So there's a 1% chance. Not saying it's real likely. Wow. But there is a possibility in the universe that the Philadelphia 76ers could have Zion Williamson. And, I mean... I. 
obviously it makes it almost like breaks my brain to think about yep. trying to fit Zion in between Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, whatever you know, combination of Jimmy Butler and uh, Tobias Harris uh, and Boban Marjanovic exists on that team next season. I don't even really want to like speculate about like how it would work on the court because I have no fucking idea, and it probably won't happen. But have fun with that, be <laughs> dude. <laughs> with fucking Zion Williamson. All right, let's talk about Zion playing for the Sixers. How do you yeah. imagine him fitting among Ben Simmons, Embiid? Uh, I mean, Tobias or Jimmy, maybe one of them stays, maybe both of them stay. JJ Redick, how how does this work? I think immediately we have to also mention um, the uh, wonderful meme uh, that was created by the Cookies podcast of hashtag no kink shaming. Because as we know, (laughs) as listeners to that podcast and fans of the Sixers, they have a bit of a thing for the thicker gentlemen. Um, And uh, they, they have, I believe, like four centers currently on their roster. They just signed... Uh, um, uh, Moose, uh, you know, what's his name? Oh, Greg um, Monroe, that's Greg right. Greg Monroe, for no reason at all. They can't help um, themselves. They just love they like big. the They like the big fellas. Yep. And there is, I don't think anyone uh, currently uh, out there who is thicker and bigger than uh, than Zion Williamson. And I, for one, will not kink shame. Um, I, I have been uh, educated <laughs> by that podcast. Shouts to Benji Dietrich and that's right. Uh, and uh, Jordan Rodelli and Andrew Quo um, for for uh, you know awakening me to that, um, but uh, but yeah, I think that the Sixers um, would would really be a great home for Zion. Clearly, like they would have a you know um, a, a way to, to treat him right. And uh, yeah, I mean yeah, who the fuck knows how it would work? I mean, I guess he'd be like a four with next to Embiid. I mean, it would be a insane front line. It would be insane. Um, yeah, would with you- like. I mean, I guess Harris would just slot down to three, like which didn't really make sense because he's a four. It would, it would be a it wonderful probably wouldn't problem. Work, it would be a yeah, wonderful I mean, problem to have. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Ben Simmons lobbing dunks to, to Zion. Like, wow. Yeah, I love uh, it. I love it. I don't know. So that's my my second pick. Okay, in uh, we are now in round three. Let's um, go. I'm gonna take with the fifth overall selection. Uh, in the Zion Williamson destination draft, I will select the Phoenix Suns. Wow. So I will, you know, admittedly, Ben, like, Devin Booker is not my favorite player. Mm -hmm. And the Phoenix... Nor mine. Yeah, we're we're on the same page there. The city of Phoenix is not my favorite city. Can't say it is either. And the Suns are not my favorite organization in the NBA. No. How about their arena, though? Um, <laughs> what is it? The talking stick? Talk, talking stick? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fun name. I, yeah. I, I, I will say, though, I am sure Zion would fit incredibly on their young roster, and he would wear the color orange, which is... He would, have a, he would look very cool in their jerseys. He I would look say very they have, cool. They have some phenomenal branding, that team. So the argument for Zion playing with the Suns begins and ends with... Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, right? So sure, of course. The, the Suns are terribly defensively. They struggle with offensive efficiency. And Zion is an immediate aid in both of those areas, right? He led the sure. NCAA this past year in player efficiency rating. He averaged 2.2 steals and 1.8 blocks per game. So he's mm. instantly, you know, a, a, a defensive upgrade for a team desperately needing uh, a quality defender. DeAndre Ayton, for all of his qualities as a big man, is 
not a rim protector. That's correct. Not not a, 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 a you know stern defender in any way. So we're going to sprinkle Zion alongside defensive-minded guys like Mikael Bridges and mm, Josh Jackson. I do love that. Yep, with Josh is Jackson. Is Josh Jackson defensive-minded? I think the jury is not out there. I would say the jury is not out on whether Josh Jackson is a good defender yet. Um, but we're going to sprinkle him in with uh, Mikael Bridges, Josh Jackson. We have lottery picks from the, you know, those are lottery picks from the last two years. And then we get, maybe we get some veteran so, role players, right? Yeah, um, that does get to my question, though. Does Phoenix deserve Zion? They've had how many lottery picks in the past 10 years? I believe nine. A lot. They've had yeah. a lot. They've had a They've lot. had some swings and misses. Um, I mean, you know. Dragon I, Bender. I, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Alex Marquise Len. Chris. Alex right? Len. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also I, drafting Aiton instead of Luka Doncic. Look, but, you know, hey. again, I'm full disclosure. I, I'm not, I don't really like the Phoenix Suns. It's your third pick. I get it. It's my third pick. And what this <laughs> really is about is I do think it could be a fun destination yeah. from like a roster construction. You know, yeah, yeah, DeAndre yeah. Ayton, Dragon Bender, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, Jamal Crawford, Troy Daniels, Jimmer Fredette, Rashawn Holmes, Josh Jackson, Tyler Johnson, George King, DeAnthony Melton, uh, Elia Kobo, Kelly Oubre, Ray Spaulding, TJ Warren, throwing yeah. Zion Williamson. I mean, it could be, you know, it's there's a, a lot of talent team. on that team. A lot of yeah. talent. So it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a, it's a talent play. Um, they could be interesting. You know, I think in his last 40 games, Kelly Oubre really took off with Phoenix. Um, he's still 23 years old. You kind of forget mm-hmm. that about Kelly Oubre. He's in his fourth season in the NBA. He's still a young kid. So it could be a young, fun roster. Uh, my third overall pick is the Phoenix Suns. BC, you are on the clock. All right, nice. I like it. So this is my third pick or my fourth? This is this your is third, third pick. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with... I, I definitely don't have like super strong opinions at this point in the draft, but yeah. I'm going to go with a... Got to be honest, this is kind of a sympathy argument, um, but I, I think it's, it, it's worth making. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans. Love it. Um, I don't have much of a basketball argument here. Um, I love Drew Holiday. He's not like quite the crazy high flying playmaker that like uh, a Trey Young is. He's a you know a great point guard or maybe he's a shooting guard. Um, you know, m- probably more known for his like defense and and uh, and shooting than his passing. Um, but mostly this is just a a rewarding the city of New Orleans um, for the fucking. M- like sewer of shit that they were just dragged through this past season. Um, Like honestly with like the final, uh, you know, like cherry on top being uh, Anthony Davis wearing the that's all folks t-shirt on the final day of the season. I was just like, fuck you. New Orleans does not deserve that. That's a great city. I know that they're more of a football city than a basketball city. They might not actually exist there, uh, you know, five years from now. Um, but you know what? I feel like like some they deserve to have the memory of this past season wiped away and to be given something completely new and yep. different to think about. So I'm I would love to grant uh, the city of New Orleans and the Pelicans franchise the gift of Zion Williamson. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Like you know, it probably wouldn't be that exciting from a basketball or cultural standpoint. But still, uh, I think it'd be pretty cool and. Chances are he suddenly is a uh, Seattle supersonic in five years. So I think, Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, like, look, you know, from 
from like a perspective of like which franchise has the worst taste in their mouth after this past year, I think the Pelicans are right up there. They're the front of the line with the way the Anthony, Anthony Davis situation and uh, totally undeserved. Like they, you know, like I just, I feel so bad for them. I mean, yeah. I mean, Zion instantly washes away the pain and all the drama of Anthony, of the Anthony Davis saga and, you know, suddenly, you know, he has a, a lob partner in Drew Holiday. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like the Pelicans are for sure like a blank canvas right now. They're a team yeah. in considerable transition, right? Like, right. And here's the thing. If they trade AD, they're going to get all kinds of you know, young, young assets. assets back. So that would probably be like a super fun and, and kind of like who knows what this team's going to be, but yeah. let's find out kind of a team. To be honest with you, that might be the perfect place for him to go i mean like yeah very low like, stakes again you know, blank canvas no, blank canvas yeah. anything very little you, media anything attention. you can bring to the table is like a major win for the city and mm-hmm. you know they new orleans has spent the last four or five years molding their whole identity around the unibrow and now he's gone right and the yeah. fans are totally shell-shocked to which i say like that is the perfect time and that's the perfect opportunity to introduce like a new messiah right yeah, which they is are going Zion to fucking be. adore him from day yes. one because they'll be like ah finally like something something new to, to in terms about. yeah man in terms of the roster it's like who cares maybe they keep yeah. julius randall maybe they let him walk right. maybe they Whatever. keep julio okafor and chic diallo maybe they let them walk who cares it doesn't yeah. matter cross that bridge when you get there the first and most important thing is like Right. Get Zion. Let's in, build around Zion in, in in New Orleans. I mean, like the fans down there will eat up Zion's like gritty, hard nose style of play. I mean, Zion in the Bayou. Who says no? Right? Like, that's... I mean, here's the thing. That's that's a football city. But guess what? Zion is a football player yes. on a basketball court. Exactly. So, <laughs> Zion <laughs> is any... Lawrence Taylor, yeah. just in basketball shorts. Basically. If any player, if any basketball player could appeal to a football city, it's Zion Williamson. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I love the pick. Uh, I am on the clock. It is the fourth round, the seventh overall pick. And I am going to select with my fourth round pick. I will select the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. Okay. These are all curveballs to me. Every single one of these picks has been a total shock. I love it. So (laughs) Carl Anthony Towns and Zion Williamson would probably be become immediately like the most fun power forward center combination in the NBA. Yeah, they would be pretty terrifying to go up against. So Zion basically fulfills all the promise that Jimmy Butler disappointed on, right, in terms Mm -hmm, of the mm T-Wolves, right? Everything that went wrong with the Jimmy Butler experiment in Minnesota, Zion basically like steps right into those shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wiggins and Towns get their wingman. And the the great thing about Zion is, and this is where Jimmy was supposed to make a difference, Zion is all about playing high energy defense, right? He's all about yeah. playing and hard. And like giving a shit. Yeah, giving caring. a shit, swatting yeah. shots, swiping steals, firing Hustling up the crowd, yeah. soaring above the rim, right? And, you know, the big criticism of, I feel like, Towns and Wiggins, especially from Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's camp, is like, oh, these guys don't care about winning. They're not intense enough for me, whatever, whatever. And Zion, I think, instantly cures that ill, right? Like, he is, if nothing, a ferocious competitor. And I don't know, man, like, even in a loaded Western conference, 
I think a team with Zion, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, sprinkle in some role players, I think that's a team that could instantly contend for like a lower rung playoff seed in the West. Yeah. Um, you know, so here's the thing. Every time, every team that I that I think about for Zion, I my my first like default instinct is like, okay, who's the point guard for him? Right. And it turns out Minnesota actually has a pretty. I think I might be kind of biased because he was also on my fantasy basketball team. But uh, Jeff Teague is getting older. Yep. He's always banged up. He's not going to be getting any better as he as he ages. But they have this young guy named Tyus Jones okay. who leads the league in assist to turnover ratio. I mean, he's not, you know, a Trey Young, but he is a great passer. He's like very, you know, fast and, and pushes the pace. Um, and I feel like he's kind of a low key guy, but he's like sneaky. Yeah, he's sneaky good. And I feel like he would actually be a great, uh, you know, alley partner for Zion. Yeah, I mean, he's um, one of those and a, and a guy guys, who can push the pace. I think if you play fantasy basketball, you know, and he, obviously he's on your team, you know how special and good Tyus Jones is. And yeah. I just played against your team in the finals, and I learned all about God, Tyus uh, Jones. Oh, like, you kidding? He's me? dropping 10, 11 dimes a game as a, a starter. Night, you know what I mean? Yeah. On efficient, yeah. on efficient numbers too. So yeah, yeah, I think the T Wolves. I like be that a really, fit a lot. I think the T Wolves could be a fun landing spot. Um, again, also, you, you talk about a fan base that deserves, you know, so much better than they were given the past season. I mean, they were probably like, you know, second place right there behind New Orleans right. for the shit show that they had to fucking witness with Jimmy Butler. Um, so I, I love the idea of rewarding those fans. One with, last with thing we talked about with the Grizzlies, his likeness to a grizzly bear. I sure. also think he very much has like a bit of a wolf in him, right? Mm-hmm, like howling mm-hmm. at the moon. This guy wants oh, to yeah. howl at the moon. He wants to scream and have fun and dunk. Um, Extremely so, wolf-like. Yeah, yep. very much like a wolf. Uh, that's my case. Zion to the Minnesota Timberwolves. BC, you Love are it. on the clock. We are rounding into form here. This is your fourth uh, overall. Uh, this is the fourth round pick, number eight overall for, you, uh, for your team. Okay, uh, for my fourth pick, I am going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. And I only have two real uh, arguments to make here. Um the first of which is that I believe Kemba Walker, if he stays with the team, which I know is kind of up in the air, but um, if he if he does uh, remain in Charlotte, uh, I believe he absolutely 100% deserves um, an actual superstar to play alongside him, which he's never really had in his entire time. Um, and it sucks that his basically entire career has been wasted away in Charlotte because um, he is awesome, uh, as I know you and I have talked about in the past. Love Kemba. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I feel like he really really deserves a, a high-flying running mate. Um, and then my second argument is just that um, another thing we've talked about is, you know, some sort of historical comp to Zion Williamson. And the first one that usually springs to our mind is young Larry Johnson. I mean, he's and the heir apparent to, to the LJ how, grandma mom. How cool legacy. would it be to see yeah. Zion in, like, a throwback Hornets jersey? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, if he winds up in Charlotte, he's also he, from North Carolina. He was, you know, a, a North Carolina native. So that that's just one more thing. God, that makes man, sense. it's 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 such a sneaky, wonderful pick. If he winds up in Charlotte, like I feel like he as you know, he needs to sign with Converse. They need to reboot oh, the yeah. whole Grandma Ma series. Bring Grandma Ma back! Holy shit! These are my new shoes from Converse. They're so light and so fast, my Grandma Ma can whoop you in them. Grandma Ma, let's go. I mean, I think it's yes. a no-brainer. Like, I think oh. it's like, dude, it's not even. That is, 
I didn't even think about that, but rebooting Grandmama, Grandmama 2. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's something that they do in day one. Like, he doesn't oh. he doesn't even get to training camp before yeah. he shoots here's his your, first Grandmama. Here's your dress. Here's your gray wig. Yeah. Put him on Dude, right I now. think, honestly, he gets the dress and gray wig on the podium with Adam Silver. Like, yeah. you have the yeah. first overall pick is the Charlotte Hornets. He comes out. <laughs> the number one jersey. Here's your dress Literally, and silver wig. Adam Silver Don't puts put this the wig hat on. on his head. Put the wig yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, my like, God. He shows him his teeth. He puts the gold cap right on his front tooth, and then he and he he ushers him off the stage. And then, and then from that moment forward, he's a grandma. Uh, Yeah, uh, Yeah. it's just too perfect. Yeah, yeah. That could have been that could have been a top two pick. Now that I think about it, God damn it, that's such a dude. It's a (laughs) that's such a fucking sleeper. It's a great one, man. Hell yeah! Wow. Okay. God. Mm, mm. All right. Um, it's a great pick. We're in the fifth round here. Uh, we are pressed for time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go real quick, and then right. uh, we we gotta go. But with my uh, fifth round selection, this is number nine overall. I am going to select the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, so, for my case for the Cavaliers is um, look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna supercharge our post LeBron James rebuild and bring in. You know, bring things full circle with arguably mm-hmm. the greatest prep to pro prospect since King James, Zion mm-hmm. Williamson, right? Mm. So are the Cavaliers good? Absolutely not, right? No. Do they have some interesting pieces between maybe Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Colin Sexton, City Osman, Larry Nance, Anta Zizic? Yeah, you know, they got yeah, some interesting bit. things there. Look, yeah. landing landing Zion. Do they deserve another, another number one pick? probably not yeah probably not but landing zion would be the first most important piece in a massive rebuild for the cavaliers yeah i don't uh, think that sexton's gonna get it done on his own no and there would be no doubt about the direction of the franchise they go young they go athletic they start trading off the vets for picks and high upside talent zion instantly brings you know fresh new hope back to the land and uh, and away we go. So yeah. my fifth and final selection is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, that one's for you, Tony. If you're listening, BC, you're on the clock. Yeah, Who can't, do you got? can't say can't say I love the pick, but uh, but, <laughs> but, but for but for Tony, you know, we'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> all right, my uh, my fifth and final pick of our of our Zion destination draft. And I, and I have to make this one with a bit of an eye roll. Obviously, there's not that many choices left here. Um, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, yeah, that was a bridge too far for me. I would uh, I want you to know I, I, would, I, I just couldn't touch it. So tell me why. You know why. Because of, yeah. KP. Because of, because of him, yeah. I can't see That's, KP succeed. I can't yeah. see, uh, and and maybe that makes me a child. No, it's, I think it's, it's really not about KP. It's not about I don't want to see KP succeed. It's I don't want to see KP succeed with the toy that was supposed to be for the Knicks. Yeah, that would. You're right. Wow. Fuck. No, nope, I might but, have to take that pick back. Do you want to take Here's, it back? I, I'm on, I, I don't. I have nothing to replace it with at this point, uh, unless you have. Anything I can workshop. I mean, we can workshop some ideas. I mean, I mean, when I made the pick, I was just thinking like. It. I literally wrote "eye roll" next to it, um, yeah. uh, and it, it does make me kind of nauseous because I'm I'm right there with you. But on top of that, just watching Luca and Zion play basketball together would be no. That's incredible. I mean, that could that that's would be incredible. really fun. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, it would also be I, it would be 
there would be a part of me that would just be holding me back from full enjoyment, and that would be actually here's some lottery. Here's some lottery considerations. Um, yeah. The Washington Wizards, the See, Miami, uh, the Miami Heat's. Um, I kind of like the heat. The heat, yeah. Can we send him to the heat? I mean, can I see Zion in in the in the neon pink jersey? Sure, like that's I sure mean, on South I, Beach. You know. he, yeah, he's Duncan. We still we still hate Miami and the trader Pat Riley, but but we kind of like Miami. But We've you know what? Also, they would come to the Garden. It, like the rivalry, hopefully, would matter. Maybe the Knicks sign a couple free agents. The yeah. both teams are good again. We'd see Zion slamming in the Garden. I mean, yeah. it, it could still in the, be fun. In the neon jersey, like that, that's kind of enough so to put me over the 10th top. 10th overall pick, I'm putting you down for the Miami Heat? Uh, or do you want the Dallas Mavericks? the options again. Wait, wait, wait. So it's either, I, I don't want the Bullets or the, the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards, want... we, we already selected the Hornets. Yeah. Um, the the Mavericks are there. The uh, yeah. the Lakers, the Kings. Uh, I don't want the Lakers. Yeah. Well, the Kings can't get them right because if they that's get right. the first pick, that's it goes right. to the Sixers. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, I it, yeah. I what about like the Heat? Then give me give me a dark horse team that is like currently in the playoffs, is not in the NBA lottery, but somehow could swing a trade or something. It has like then. a one percent chance or or a trade. Yeah, uh, maybe like I don't know who's a bottom rung, who's a bottom rung team in the East or the Western Conference playoffs that would maybe trade a whole bunch of assets to get the number one overall pick? Uh, let's see. I mean, like, oh, well, I would love to see him in either Brooklyn or Orlando. Wow. That would be fun. I mean, Orlando already has too many bigs. Um, but, man, Zion in Brooklyn? Zion in Brooklyn. Uh, I think that's the one, probably. That might, yeah, that's probably, I mean, D'Angelo, Zion, yeah, Karis Devert, so and Jared Allen. The that plan, is a... The plan there is, like, we draft Zion, we sign D'Angelo long-term, because D'Angelo is a free agent, so we, locked up, yeah. we lock up D'Angelo, and it's the, it's the D'Lo to Zion show. Jared yeah. Allen's a monster. Karis yeah. Levert. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie surrounded with a, a bunch real, of spacing, spacing sharpshooters. And then they steal the thunder from the Knicks, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, it would kind of suck bit. to be like, oh, like, Brooklyn is, like, so much the better team in, yes. in, in the city that we care about. Yes. That would kind of be a little, you know, kind of a bummer, but... But hey, still, but I it mean, would certainly the, be fun. Objectively, yeah. like as a Nick fan, the product would, on the court would be yeah. No, it would destroy me as a Nick as a Nick fan. But undeniably, seeing Zion in that like matte black Brooklyn jersey, I yeah. mean, it would be. Let's face it, it would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we can slot them in as a little asterisk number ten. Great, great. All right, BC. Um, that was the Zion destination draft. Super fun. We did it. Um, the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, we should tell everyone listening, you're going to be joining the pod every week from here through the NBA finals, which is very exciting. That's so right. um, I will talk to you next week. Enjoy the NBA playoffs and uh, feel better. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, man. Thank you as always for having me. And uh, yeah, let's do it again. All right. That was the Zion draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. My name is Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at line underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Uh, email me any of your questions about uh, Zion or the playoffs or whatever at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes and previous drafts at onthelinepodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, and I will talk to you guys next week.